Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts Podcast. Yo, 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 what is going on? This is DJ Brainstorm on the mic with you right now, yeah, coming to yeah, you yeah, live yeah, and direct yeah. with episode number 207. Oh, shit. Two. Oh, shit, my bad. That's 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 it there this time. Deep, it wasn't him this time. Play, <laughs> Playboy usually fun. Uh, anyway, episode two oh seven of the Drunk Mind Sober Thoughts podcast, the DMST podcast. Want to thank y'all for tuning in on Facebook Live right now. Take thank you to everybody that will be tuning in throughout the week on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on the TuneIn Radio app, on Wooshka. Wooshka. Mm-hmm. Anywhere, wherever, <laughs> however you get your podcast, we want to thank y'all for tuning in this week. Playboy, how you feeling? What's going on, man? Playboy the DJ. Playboy DA DJ. I'm feeling good with my cool okay. beverage I'm, I'm sipping right. over here. All right. Uh, ready to get it in as usual, man. Let's get it. All right. Dev, how you feeling? I'm feeling really good, man. Ready to go. Ready to get started. It's a beautiful day outside, you know. Mm-hmm. Birds is chirping and shit. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling pretty good, too. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's a beautiful day outside, so I, I can't complain. The sun is out. It's no clouds, mm-hmm. no rain. We're mm-hmm. good. So as y'all can see, we have a guest in the house today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are joined today by. See, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually spelled it out on my on my page a little differently so I can make sure I said it correctly. How you spell it? First of all, well, I just took out one letter, so I, I just spelled it. What is it? Phonetically, ain't that what mm-hmm. it's called when you speak? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Doctor Shamara Arky. Yes. That's it. Okay. Because we want to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, she got to slide the mic in. You yeah. better do what you need to do to take care yeah, of yourself. Yeah, I, I got yes. to. I, mean, I want to say she Mariah because that's really what it says. That's that's how it's yeah yeah. But, yeah. but so I, I just I just I, what did I do? I took out like the the I and so I just I made it work. So how are you? How are you feeling? I am well. Excited to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for, for joining me. us. Thank you for joining us. So yep, yep. as we normally do, we'll go around the table and ask everybody how their week was. So I'll start with you, Playboy. Oh, uh, week was cool. Regular man, just work. That's about it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's been weeks. Playboy and bought new cars. Right, where my stuff has not changed. Like, yeah, but you do stuff. You be having new cars, I, new accessories to the cars. I do nothing this week. New shoes, new yeah. hats, new clothes. I'm like, how'd you get the clothes? They just got just here. Just got here. I don't know. They showed up on my front porch. <laughs> you right, I man. actually took off work Friday. Uh, see? See, see you know, I needed a little R and R. You know what I'm saying? So. I spent the day shopping a little bit and, mm-hmm. you know, just treating myself a little bit. Okay. That's about it, man. Everything other than that, it week was pretty much the same, man. Okay. All right. That's cool. Uh, Shamara, how was your week? My week was okay. Um, spent it working, uh, doing what we do in the community. Mm-hmm. Spent some time with my boys this week, so that was fun, too, mm-hmm. uh, outside, enjoying that. And um, got some good girlfriend time in, which you know mm. I had been missing during the pandemic. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what y'all talk about? <laughs> <laughs> None of your goddamn business. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> Dev, I'm asking, how was your week? Uh, Paco said the topic should be your selfie. <laughs> that, you, that you had put on. Listen, listen. <laughs> that was a great picture, dude. I'm looking like Look at this thing. I took. I had just cut my hair. I had, like, my beard was a little more frilly on the edges, so I had to trim it. Uh-huh. So what I do, all right, whatever. So when I get, when I cut my hair, right, I take, I got a, the, the brush, the hot brush that you plug in, you turn up to 450 degrees, and when you brush, it, like, extends your hair all the way to the max. You know what I'm saying? So my beard was all the way extended to the max. It sounds like a beard blow dryer. <laughs> no, it's 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 like a brush, and you play, I also have a blow dryer, but don't, listen, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, 
the beer brush literally just gets real hot. It's almost like if you could make a hot comb into a brush. So I'll do it. <laughs> I do it through my hair to extend my hair. That way, when I cut it, I'm cutting it evenly. Because when when it's not all the way blown out, when you cut your hair, then you pick it, then it's not even. So I got to, whatever, whatever. So when I took it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I took the picture. I took a selfie because the lineup, when I first did it, I'm not going to lie. It was immaculate. It was, I was, about to use the it was immaculate. I took the blade to it and I said, Jesus, I need to take a picture. Then I took it and then I posted it and then people was right. It was right. I was about to say Rabby, but you can't say that no more. That's the 90s stuff. <laughs> they was ranking me. That's 80s. They was ranking me all day. Well, it's all right, though. Okay. I don't never post selfies, but I did post a selfie. That was nice. It was nice pick, brother. I seen Paco riding around looking for people's mamas the other day. <laughs> he said, where your mama's at? <laughs> and Paco can't talk. Paco got hoop earrings. You know what right I'm now, saying? Man. You know what I'm saying? Light-skinned dude. But look, though. But, uh, but no, man. I love hoop earrings, by the way. Do you... Do you what about what is a guy with hoop earrings that you you know you don't care? Um, I don't date I men it. who wear hoop earrings. Oh man, he's just a what if what he's if, a nice guy though. What what, what if I'm, that's I'm, that's just my dating preference? Like what is that what you were asking me? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So that's just my dating preference. What if that's how he really wants to express himself though? <laughs> that's fine. He can yeah, Michael Jordan. It's fine for anyone to wear whatever they want, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the question that he asked me was about me mm-hmm. and my preference, right? Oh. So I support mm-hmm. that. And yes, Paco, where are your hopes, Paco? <laughs> Stunt out here on them. <laughs> I'm with you being fly, Paco. I feel that. All right. Uh, but um, yesterday, real quick. Go ahead. You know what I mean? My week, you know, it's always too many stories. But yesterday, I, um, like about a week ago, I'm like, all right, you know, we're going to get y'all some shoes. My, my girls are growing like wildfire. My 13-year-old is 5'9". With yeah, she is tall. I don't want to get into she it. She is tall. But her she, she she has the largest feet of any female in my family at this point. And they keep growing. And so my six-year-old, too. So I'm like, all right, we're going to get some shoes on Saturday. We kind of, because we was looking at pictures and they saw some some short shoes. They was Jordan. So I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we're going to get some shoes on Saturday. So I get in the car. I'm like, all right, what y'all want? You know what I mean? We're going to get some shoes. My 13-year-old talking about, I want some Vans. Oh, I saw that. All white Vans. I'm not mad because I, I paid like $70 for both their shoes combined. And then my six-year-old, like, I want some sparkly pink shoes. And I'm like, What? So, but anyway, I obliged. You know what I'm saying? I found the, the, the Vans at Dick's. I almost got her two pairs. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't have the other ones in her size. And then I got my daughter some pink shoes. So, I was planning on spending an inordinate, uh, uh, whatever. I was about to say a word I don't really know how to pronounce. An, inordinate? Is that inordinate what that amount yeah, of money. Is, and I ended up only spending $70. So, I'll take that. But, uh, but yeah, like, I'm. when did kids stop turning down the, the, the option to get Jordans? I don't know. I've never bought or when owned a pair of Jordans. their parents taught them that they didn't have to be so materialistic. I mean, every now and then. If my mama, if my mama would have told me you can get some J's, I would have been up like Christmas morning at 6 in the morning eating cereal. Like, is we leaving yet? But whatever. I ain't yeah. mad at them. Yeah, I've never owned a pair of J's. So, all right. Same here. Never I've never a had a pair. I went, to pair. Buy one, I, I went to buy one. I remember I had a job oh, in high bad. school. And I went to, I was like, yo, I'm going to go get the. I forgot which ones was coming out. And I was going to go mm-hmm. get them. I went to the store, saw how much they really were, and now it was my money. Mm. I said, nah, I'm going to go ahead and get something else. Yeah, so I've, really I've never owned a pair of J's. I find my, the only good thing I do, the only good thing for me is my feet are so big, I always get them on sale. 
So uh, the last couple pairs of J's I got, I got for like 30, 40% off because it was the last pair of shoes. Yeah. So, but anyway. All right. But that was my Saturday. I was, which, how was your week, week man? Was good, hey. <laughs> how was your week? Don't you? I don't need this pressure from y'all right now. We can't even say how was your week without playing Teddy P in the background. I, I don't need this pressure from y'all right now. Come on and go with me. I don't, I don't need this pressure. The week was, was good. Uh, well, actually, the week was, school was a little heavy. I actually, I bombed on an assignment I had this week, so I knew that was coming. Kind of preoccupied, but it's okay. Uh, I was already just tied up with that. Um, I mean, you know, we had the out-of-towners out here, so uh, <laughs> you, got, you got any jokes there? Whoa! <laughs> you got this is like a bad, I've been watching Hang On Mr. Cooper. That's like a bad episode of Hang On Mr. Cooper. You're going to get a outsider's text message after this. Uh, uh, out of no. towners. Out of towners? No. Uh, like when Jamie, Jamie Foxx called Fancy, his friend Fancy. All right, yo, man. My, my girl was up from Columbus. That's what I'm you talking happy? about, brainstorm. You happy? You happy? Hell yeah, I'm, yes. How, how, come, how, come, yes. How, come, how come I can't fly under the radar sometimes? Because we ain't no fly under the radar on this podcast. Do we fly under the radar? We do sometimes. Playboy fly under the radar all the time. Yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, whoa, whoa. we don't even know what you did this week, Playboy. What is about me? We ain't talking about me. You don't even know what you did this week. Oh, man. Did you even drive here today? <laughs> I came in on the hovercraft. <laughs> no. Uh, but it's all good, though. Uh, so, you know, it was cool to do that. And also to meet uh, one of our listeners. She, she supports the show real real heavy. So it was nice to, to meet her also as well this week. Uh, so it was it was cool. It was fun, a lot of fun. Like I said, still bombed on the on the work. I mean, on the school assignment too. So, Got to rebound from that. So, all right, y'all ready to get into it? Let's get into let's, it, let's man. Do it. Um, let's start with our guest, mm-hmm. uh, Shamira. Shamara. 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 See, I, t- I, I, I how, do you, how many I people call you Shamira when they see you? I apologize. Oh, I to you. you know, Dr. Arky. We'll call, we just gonna call Damn. you Dr. Arky for the rest of the show. That's one of the that might go down as the Push. biggest flex in DMST history. <laughs> Ever. If you really want to. And if y'all call her anything other than that, you gotta see me. <laughs> Dr. Arky, cuz. Dr. Arky. <laughs> can you can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, uh when when you were going to be on the show when Dev first told us about it, uh he gave us your your um your Instagram, and you are black, common feminist as your handle on Instagram. So, can you give us a background of who you are um, and what kind of work you do and your interests, things like that? Sure. Um, so, uh, I'm Shamara. My pronouns are she and her, they and them. I identify as an educator, an activist, and an organizer. Um, so, what do I do? Is I do a couple of different things. Um, I teach in the Department of Pan African Studies at Kent State University, mm-hmm. um, and I also am the lead curator for a small nonprofit called Sankofa Circle, mm-hmm. where we help creative entrepreneurs lift as they climb and build creative capacity for mm-hmm. their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I kind of do professionally. Other than that. Um, you know, I'm an educator, so I teach. I'm in the streets, not always in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these last four weeks, I've been doing a lot on the Internet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> since I haven't been able to be with my people because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um, so I, I really enjoy curating spaces where we as black people and people of color can um, learn and grow together to get free. OK. OK. That's 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 really, really dope. Um, your your handle the black comma feminist. I know I know Dev was kind of explaining it to us. I was us trying a to bit. break it down from what I could remember. Um, yeah. This is how he was kind of saying it. You mm-hmm. use the comma because it's 
you say black can be so many different things. Was that it or was that wrong? No, I think okay. that's it. Okay. Yeah, that's totally it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, black for me, my identity, black comes first. Mm-hmm. And so, and I was in graduate school thinking about these questions of identity. You know, they have you do all this deep thinking. Mm-hmm. And it was around like, who am I and how am I going to identify? And it was like, I could look at all these other spaces where I identify as a mom, as a woman, uh, as a queer person, as a scholar, but independent of all of those things, I'm always going to be a black mom, mm-hmm. a black squad, a scholar, mm-hmm. a black person who identifies as queer. Mm-hmm. And so the comma became really important, not just as a part of speech, right, mm-hmm. to separate the two, mm-hmm. but you use it when you list equally important information, sometimes a list. Mm-hmm. And um, it was right around the time where, you know, fuckers with councils out. So mm-hmm. it has a little hip hop influence. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. That's what's up. You got, more, you got no more questions, man? No, I got stuff. I was just, Go I thought, I thought y'all oh, might want to hop in there a little bit. Go ahead. No, I feel like I feel like I gave you the right definition. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take a sip to that because <laughs> I was right. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. My you. brain worked a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So you're curating spaces for people. I know I was looking, even looking through the website um, that's listed there also. Um, like, how do you go about that work of trying to create these spaces for people? Seems like it's, they said, like opening up opportunities for people um, of color, obviously. Um, I think I saw from the website you focus on women of color. Uh, so how do you go about opening up some of these spaces uh, for people to move in and, and things like that? Sure. So um, one example is um, the Ellipsis Institute for Women of Color in the Academy. I had been working as a consultant at Case Western, uh, particularly in the Women's Center for a few years running programs. And the feedback that we were getting from the folks that were coming to the programs was that they wanted more. And in my role as not um, an employee at the institution, but as a consultant, I was able to push Mm -hmm. and say that here's the data from the research that we've been doing. Like we call them programs, lunch Mm -hmm. and learns, but you have to code it and decode Mm -hmm. it, you Mm -hmm. know, for the people who you want to get the data. So um, thinking about that pushing and saying, we're gonna create the space, these two days on campus with a series of events, um, centering women of color, faculty, students, staff, Mm -hmm. traditional, non-traditional, everything from uh, guest speakers coming in, we have a healing space, we partner with uh, local arts-based institutions. So this year for 2020, we were supposed to have our conference, but of course it Mm -hmm. got canceled by COVID, but we were partnering with a local arts-based institution that had Um, an exhibit from the NAP ministry. So those of you who follow on Instagram are very familiar with the NAP ministry and an indigenous artist, Nina Betta-Simone, to Mm. talk about rest and how it's important for us as black people to rest Hmm. and rest is resistance. Um, So helping to create space where people can talk about themselves and talk about the things that they're into, Mm -hmm. but then also partnering with art space institutions to help amplify the message of other folks of color who are doing this work. Okay. Um, so where did this start for you? Like the, the desire to, to do this type of work, uh, has it kind of been with you for like a long time or is it just, you know, you got to a point in life where it was like, you know, you kind of had like a calling to kind of do some of this kind of work. It's been a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. I say, um, a shout out to my dad, who's the rabbi Bishop J.R. Key. Um, may he rest in power. My dad was actually the leader of the black nationalist party here in Cleveland oh, in 1968. Oh, wow after the uprising. So um, he was the one who kind of took over when the uprising happened and the deployment was necessary to rebuild our community. Uh, So that's in me, like that's who I am and that's how I've been raised. I've done a lot uh, around 
activism for a long time. Like I can remember in high school, um, we started the first diversity group. Now mm -hmm. that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Like, but back then we called it Breaking the Ice, mm -hmm. and I stood for initiating community education. So I've been on the fringes of this work a lot, in and out. Uh, but really, I say in the past five years. Um, and this is something that I've been, you know, chronicling about on my social media is that the creator has been preparing me. Hmm. And I feel that, you know, four weeks ago when all of these things happened, particularly in Cleveland, hmm. like I know that the Black Lives Matter movement has been going and going and going for years. But just these four weeks ago in Cleveland at the march that we had here, there's a different spirit and a different energy. Mm -hmm. And I really feel um, honored hmm. to be in the place that I am and ready to help to make change for our community. Hmm. I, I, actually, I, I think that's really, really good work that's, uh, that's, that you're doing, at least helping to create these, this space, because I feel like what happens with a lot of, especially with younger people a lot of times, what happens is people don't have an idea of, they might have an idea of what they want to do, but they don't know sometimes how to get there. They don't have the assistance. Like I was even thinking uh, over the last couple of weeks or so, because uh, we've been really heavy with all the issues that's been going yeah. on lately. We've been really heavy on, on, on the show these last right. few weeks. But it's just, there's like no mentors out there. Like I was thinking back to like my freshman year at college. I had a scholarship that I won um, that they gave to like a couple, like inner city kids. Uh, Curtis Wilson Scholarship. But as a part of the scholarship uh, uh, beneficiary of it, we, had, we were a partner with a mentor. And that was like so great for that first year of college mm -hmm. to have somebody that was younger mm -hmm. looked like us that mm -hmm. we can go to them and talk to them about anything or whatever and they gave us right. good advice mm -hmm. uh and i was thinking about that this week that i don't know if we have any mentors or anything where we're um you know kind of guiding the young people because i april's in a feed shout out to april she, i saw her post earlier today she was saying that uh she's proud of generation z mm -hmm. i had to look it up to see what the age range was for <laughs> generation z yeah. but she was just saying that they yeah they're babies now the baby, but she, yeah, she was just saying that, that she's proud because they're going to be the leaders of tomorrow they really are and but i think that puts the onus on the people like us to sit there and start being like okay we got to give them some direction mm -hmm. um you got to give them some knowledge the same way some, I mean, I, I think we had, I mean, I can't speak to everybody, but I know the three guys here, we, oh, yeah. had, we had people around us that were able to yeah. talk to us and give us the real, all three of us had a father brothers, in our house, pops, yeah. and, you know, and know, things like that. So we were able to get good direction. There's a lot of people that's lacking that. So if you can be in that space where you're creating, you know, again, those opportunities in that space, I think that's dope, actually. Mm -hmm. And that's what needs to happen, mm -hmm. honestly. I think that's some of the things that's missing in our community right now is that we don't have enough... Uh, you know, like you said, like big brothers, male, you know, like big mm -hmm. brothers in the community right now. Mm -hmm. um, we could be doing a whole lot more, and I think we should should do a whole lot more. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to name my business Sankofa Circle. Mm -hmm. So Sankofa is an ancient Ghanaian principle from the Akan tribe mm -hmm. that literally translates to return and fetch it. Mm -hmm. um, so thinking about the concept of going back mm -hmm to get those folks or, okay. or recognizing that there are people behind you, right? And then recognizing that there are folks who have come before you mm -hmm. to blaze that trail. So knowing your role mm -hmm. in that line of activists, educators, artists, however you're identifying, right? Cause mm -hmm. we everywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. However you're identifying, there are people who have been on the line before you mm -hmm. and there are people who are coming after you. So it's our duty to do that. It's our duty to recognize that we're in the middle. And as we climb, we've got to bring those people who are with us or leave some trails or something, mm -hmm. something. We have to operate with them in mind. Mm. Okay. Um, 
I had a question as um, as again as I was just kind of looking through things that that you're doing, um, the 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 feminist part of that's in your name. Uh, what do you is what to you is the definition of a feminist? Okay. Because I think yeah, sometimes I, I think too. sometimes people hear it and they automatically kind of get scared. Place, yeah, they get scared or put some type of negative spin on it or something like that. Um, so what what would be your definition of it? So um, first, I want to identify that feminism is a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, we often talk about it as a noun, like as an identity, mm-hmm. but in actuality, it's a verb. Mm-hmm. It's about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so in my feminist practices, I believe that it's about creating equity um, on people who identify independent of their gender, mm-hmm. right? And so we can listen to um, one of the more famous definitions is Chimamanda in her TED Talk when she says it's the political, economic, and equality of the sexes. Mm-hmm. Right. So just saying that, you know, flat out. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say that feminism gets a bad rap, particularly people in the United scared. States. People get scared when you say the word feminism. Because it's associated with these white women. Right. It's Tell associated the with these old white women. Susan mm-hmm. B. Anthony, mm-hmm. Caddy Stanton. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's who we are. So that's who we're taught to associate feminists with. Mm-hmm. Those first wave suffragettes, mm-hmm. people who were on the line for voting. But guess who couldn't vote at all? Right. Mm. Black people, right. men, women, children, mm. boys, girls. If you yes. were black, you couldn't. You barely were a person. Mm. Mm. The laws that gave people, the laws that gave those women the right to vote, were the same laws that considered us three fifths of a human you being. Say that. <laughs> so <laughs> they're saying. I'm a feminist too. Yes, you are. <laughs> the way you just it. talked about your daughters, mm-hmm. you don't have to identify yeah, that yeah, way or not. Yeah, but the yeah. way that you just spoke about them mm-hmm. lets me know who you mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. That's why it's an action, mm-hmm. whether you want to identify that way or not. Mm-hmm. But I think that when we think about feminism as a practice, like it was added to the canon because black people, right, we weren't even human beings. So mm-hmm. how can we create words? to describe what we're doing. Mm. So a white person created the word and took it over. That's, That's not new point. to our society. That's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. But we can go back to 1831 with Marie Miller Stewart, who was the first black woman to address a mixed race crowd. She said, oh, ye daughters of Africa, how long will you bury your minds under pots and kettles? Right? That's a feminist iteration. She's mm-hmm. speaking to those women and saying that you are more than what they are saying that you are. Mm-hmm. You are more than the task that they're giving to you. We can go 1851, about 45 miles from here. Sojourner True, mm-hmm. ain't I a woman? Mm-hmm. That's a feminist iteration. She's selling that even though I can do these things that you can't do, mm-hmm. that you won't do, mm-hmm. and I still do all of the things that women are supposed to do in this mm-hmm. society. Mm-hmm. So when we think about feminism, those are the feminist practices that we have to really give name to and speak about. It's not in the 20s with the suffragettes. Mm-hmm. That ain't it. Mm-hmm. They was just popular. Mm-hmm. Hey, you better name this episode Facts if you'll name it anything other than yeah. that. I'm going to have a problem with y'all next week. I'm going to go in and override the name on SoundCloud. Like, I don't even want to talk for real. I just want <laughs> to listen. listen. Sometimes you got to shut up and listen. Yes, you learn well, something. But yeah. see, that's that's an issue we don't have. Another thing that I, I kind of got into my head this day, today as I was kind of trying to prep was, because um, I was going to ask, you know, for you as just as a woman of color, mm-hmm. you know, we hear a lot, and I think I even saw a part of it as I was working through the website also, where, mm-hmm. uh, or may have been on your IG, where it was um, how black men have to protect black women, mm-hmm. and we know we hear a lot of that. I ain't gonna say lately because it's always been out there, mm-hmm. but I want to ask you just as a woman, what does that look like for you? 
um, uh, as a man, you know, for black men to protect black women. And I'm saying that because just like Playboy just said. That was he, a fire, that's a fire question. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because like Playboy just I said. I can't wait to hear her answer. Yeah. That's how fire the question Because Playboy was like, uh, uh, we don't listen to, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Because mm-hmm. And I was thinking as I was thinking about that question, how sometimes we'll have somebody on and it's like we're so in a rush to put our point out there and this and that mm-hmm. or whatever that instead of really listening to what each other are saying, mm-hmm. we just – as soon as they get done talking, we can't wait for them, you know, for them to get mm-hmm. done talking, so we can come with that next mm-hmm. point or whatever. So for you, it's just again, it's what does it look like for you to have protection from a black man? Hmm. Mm. She looked like how much time? How much time is this How long is this episode? <laughs> take your time. Take your time. <laughs> Um, so I want to acknowledge the space that I'm in right now, mm-hmm. right? So I am here in the room with three black men, and I feel safe, mm-hmm. right? I feel good. I feel safe. I feel relaxed. I feel comfortable. Um, and, you know, two of these men I didn't know when I came into the room. Mm-hmm. I only knew one. Mm-hmm. And I think that matters, and I want to say that mm-hmm. um, as you. I continue to share on this question, that mm-hmm. the space that you created for me, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, appreciate it. So what does it look like? Um, I think a big part of that is listening, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, is listening and exactly as you were saying, not, not listening with that, I'm ready to respond, mm-hmm. right? But really listening to process mm-hmm. because there's a lot that we've all been socialized to learn. You know, as black women, we understand, we, we don't understand exactly what you're going through because we're women and we're not men. So that's a fact like we Mm -hmm. can't know exactly what you're going through but we do understand what it means to be black true Mm -hmm. we do understand what it means to be black and um you know and being a black woman in a society that is patriarchal where men have power and privilege puts us at odds Mm -hmm. so we're living in a white supremacist society but we're also looking in a patriarchal society Mm -hmm. and so as a woman we live in that intersection Mm -hmm. of being oppressed by our race and also by our gender. And sometimes because the way that oppression works and the way that it's reinforced, black men go out into this world and they have to deal with it. And when they come home to their place of solace and refuge, sometimes that pain and that anger and that frustration comes out on the black women Mm -hmm. that are there to carry them and support them, that have been there to birth them. Mm. And what we have to talk about in our communities is that we have to talk about how we need to be more conscious of how white privilege, white supremacy, whiteness, racism, all of those things affect us as black people, right? Affect, how does it show up every day in our house? We wanna talk systemically about redlining and a prison industrial complex, that's mad important. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. We have to have people who are doing that too in addition to in conjunction with. Mm-hmm. But in our homes, we've got to begin to talk to one another and to listen to one another about what white privilege, whiteness, and white supremacy has done to us as a people mm-hmm. and how we can band together to recover. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that means that when someone checks you, right? You know, okay, first of all, you can't check people out in public. It has to be done in love. And this is a feminist iteration, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We all know um, that older person in our family, that older woman, right, who's mm-hmm. ready to check somebody, but she mm-hmm. pull them to the side, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pull them to the side. Look, baby, let me tell you, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we have to perpetuate in our communities. 
all of us are without fault. So someone's going to do something that you may disagree with. But you can't get on Facebook <laughs> and talk shit about me and think I'm not going to see it. You can't talking about you're for black people and you're pro-feminist and you make a backhanded comment about a black female organizer. Mm. You can't do that mm. and expect not to be called on it because I'm call you on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my role here mm -hmm. is to call you on it. And if we've made the mistake, any of us, when we make the mistake, because we will all make mistakes, we've got to take that. We've got to take it and be humble about it and commit to being better. That's all that matters mm -hmm. is that the next time you're trying to be better. Mm -hmm. I'd like to point you made earlier. You were just saying that, uh, that um, you know, we know about the systemic stuff that's been put in place for years or whatever. I, ju I just had the thought earlier, again, as I was prepping, where it's just like I feel like um, we got to make a decision in our own minds that, as you said, the systemic stuff, that needs to be addressed, too. Mm -hmm. But we got to make a, a point in our own minds to take care of our home. Yes. Like, we got to be Fair like, we, we got to make the choice to be like, you know what? It just ends here. Mm -hmm. You know, you know how we always talk about breaking or the cycle of here. things. That, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, where it's like we're going to make that new example of things now. Like we see it done all the time. We see people who come from broken homes or whatever, but then they still go out and become productive members mm -hmm. of society. Mm -hmm. And they do the opposite of what their parents or their family right. did to them because they make the conscious decision to say, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to start this from here. I'm mm -hmm. not going to allow this to continue. I think we got to start yeah. doing that in a lot of ways or I, whatever. I also want us to, to go from being the exception to being the rule. You know, I, I don't mind being the exception. I don't mind, you know, we made it in spite of. I want it to be more, you know, I, when, my, when my daughter's, deal with certain stuff in life, they'll come back to me, especially my six-year-old, when she meets resistance in the world. Not not normal resistance, but, you know, we'll go, where are, the, where are the girl basketball players, daddy? Like she, you know, not in a, not in a, in a negative way, just in her mind, she She's feels curious. like she can do whatever the hell she want to do. So, why, what you mean, can't no girls play on this team? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I want my daughters to feel like they can do anything on planet Earth. You know what I'm saying? And I want that to be the rule. I don't want them to ever feel like an exception. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 no. You're not, you're not secondhand in nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to be at this game and two quarters in, you look at me like, so you got to tell me why ain't no girls out here because I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And you know what I mean? But, yeah, anyway. Um, so uh, going back to that support thing, mm -hmm. um, at least for me, um, I know it, it's – I kind of lost my point. Well, I'll come back to it. But, but as far as as a whole with support, I understand that you're saying like, like you came through the door here and you felt comfortable here not even knowing people uh, or not knowing two of the three gentlemen that's, that's sitting in the room with you right now. How do we pass stuff like that along to our community then that where we can trust people? Because we know even amongst ourselves that there are certain people you can kind of hang around a little bit more or be around a little bit more. Um, how do we pass these type of, I don't know, ideas or things like that on to other people is it like like we were saying earlier with the mentorship you know because we're not around other people is it because we're not checking each other on some of our things because um, uh, even along that same line of of the of the protection thing i saw a couple of videos over the course of i guess the last week week and a half uh i mean i saw the one where the group of guys had took the young lady and they had took her and threw her in the dumpster mm -hmm. um i saw toying Okay. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. We still haven't even talked about the the hair stop hair shop shit. We ain't yeah, and I was. That. I mean, that was about. To, I was about to say that too. Where I also mm -hmm. saw another video this uh, over oh, the past another one where it was 
some some lady had uh, was trying to talk to a guy, whatever. He didn't like what she said. I guess she turned him down. He had he like a, a he had a skateboard in his hand. He hit her with the skateboard. Uh, then you had the thing right here in the city of Cleveland where, you know, in the beauty shop, and I don't even know the name of it. I don't even want to give him any shine yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, where, but I mean, I know it's like a, dis- a dispute about the time and the and the money. That's besides the point. Uh, you know, where they really just beat the girl down. Mm-hmm. You know, and then even a guy jumped in on it. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. Trying to rip her hair out. Yeah. Whew. It was horrible. I, 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 I we'll felt get so to that. bad for that. I feel so bad for her. We'll get to that later because I want to have a real, you know how we do. I want to have a real honest conversation because I got a hell of a question for that. We'll get back to that. But yeah, but but what I'm saying is how do we put these traits into other people where it's just like, you know, you should feel uh, safe around your own people. Like we should be able to roll up anywhere we want to or something like that and be able to say that, okay, yeah, uh, these people are going to, I know they're going to have my back. They're going to protect me. They're going to treat me right. Like We can't all do that. Come on. All right. This is, I I, I, hark, I go back to the, the the Nipsey line. It used to be stay safe, not stay dangerous. I think in general, um, especially when you're dealing with males in the inner city, in our communities, um, a lot of people are on the defense. All I know when I was younger, I was on the defense. It took me being detached from East Cleveland a little bit to break down some of my defenses. I just think in general, people are on the defense. You know what I'm saying? And um, – so when you enter into their personal space, a lot of times they on the defense. They're not trying to welcome you. They're trying to figure out who you are. Mm-hmm. They sizing you up. But it's a survival tactic. It was a survival tactic for me mm-hmm. for years. I was always sizing people up. It's gone now. You know what I mean? I done been out the hill longer than I was in it at this point. So right. it's, parts, it's parts of me that still let me. It's gonna never go nowhere. But that that um that brick wall that used to be up when I would interact with people, it don't exist no more. I think that has something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Let me be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking. I'm sorry. I'm, I, y'all, y'all, this is deep conversation. Y'all really got me thinking. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said, it's that wall, and I, I just believe that we, as black people majority just got PTSD man Mm -hmm. so we used to a certain type of thing and we just it's hard for us to get up out of it Mm -hmm. like it's I I really think about this on the regular like man it's a lot of competition a lot of we it's like against each other Mm -hmm. like I I don't get it man this this is deep like (laughs) y'all really mess with my brain today man (laughs) no but the PTSD is real right so we think about all of the trauma that we've experienced as black people Mm -hmm. like how we even got here right Mm -hmm. getting here we are descendants of the ones who survived Mm -hmm. that's trauma Mm -hmm. and then all of the things all of the generations that have survived all Mm -hmm. of that trauma Mm -hmm. there's a scholar her name is Dr. Joy Degree she wrote a book called Post Traumatic Slave Syndrome Mm. And it chronicles all of this. And she talks, there's a scientific definition, scientific explanation for this. The trauma is passed down in our mitochondrial DNA. Mm. So you'll see it written as mtDNA. Mm-hmm. That's the DNA that we get from our mother. Thinking about, think about the slave laws and the slave codes, mm-hmm. right? They were slaves if their mom was black. The one drop rule. Mm-hmm. But that came from before that was written down as the one drop rule. Mm-hmm. If Massa raped a slave, the baby was a slave, mm. even if Massa was white and free, mm. right? So thinking about that, 
it, it, it comes down through us. When we think about right now locally in Cleveland, um, when we think about infant mortality and particular uh, mom mortality. High. It's huge here. It's People high. don't even know it's that. Almost, it's, you know, I just did almost, a, an assignment on it. It's huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. We got one of the higher rates in the country in Cuyahoga County, mm. infant mortality. And when we think about um, black women, right, that intersection around being black and being a woman, um, the stress, the trauma that we have in our bodies that we're living through currently. So mm -hmm. all of the things that have been passed down and everything that we're living with, things that are happening in the world, things that are happening at work, things that are happening in our families. Mm -hmm. I was um, almost 30. I was 30. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with my second son. My first son, I carried him full term, no problems. My second son, I was working. I worked for a local nonprofit, check this out, mm -hmm. where my job was to go around to schools and do trainings on diversity and inclusion. Mm -hmm. That's what I did every day. Mm -hmm. um, at about 12 weeks into my pregnancy, I was on bed rest mm. for a week. About a month after that, I was on bed rest again. About a month after, well, no, not a couple months later, when I was about 26 weeks, I went to the doctor just for a checkup. And she told me that my blood pressure was so high that she wasn't going to let me go home. Mm. I stayed in the hospital for a week, inpatient, in the hospital for a week. Mm. A Sunday night, the nurse came in to take my, t my uh, vitals. Mm. My blood pressure was 200 mm. over something. Mm -hmm. And this is after being in the hospital for a week. Mm. So I had my baby at 28 weeks. He was one pound and 13 ounces. Oh, I'm so grateful to the creator that he is fine. Mm -hmm. I love you, Malcolm. <laughs> uh, but thinking, and so I'm, I have, at this point, I have a college degree, mm -hmm. right? I'm in a healthy, committed relationship. We have state, safe housing. I have insurance, right? I'm going to the doctor. You know, all of the things that they tell us that is going to make us safe, I had. Mm -hmm. And me and my baby almost died. Mm. Yeah. So when we think about the intersections and the trauma, like it's really important. We've got to begin to tell those stories. Like, and I didn't know it was so, so 10 years ago, I wasn't who I am today, right? Mm -hmm. So I didn't have the, the scholarly knowledge and all those mm -hmm. things, uh, but I knew my lived experience was enough. Mm -hmm. And that's what um, the world tries to tell us, particularly as black women, as black people, mm -hmm. that our lived experience isn't enough. Mm -hmm. Like the same thing that happened to me happened to Serena Williams, right? Yeah. You know, so mm. we can, we know it wasn't economic, it wasn't societal. Mm -hmm. Her baby daddy ain't even black, right? Mm. right. I mean, I'm not, no shade, I'm no, just I talking the facts. No, I feel you. Right? But she almost died after giving childbirth. Mm -hmm. And think about Erica Garner, mm -hmm. who actually did die. Mm. Her father was murdered by the state. She spent the, those days after that on the line fighting for justice for her father. Mm. A couple of years later, she got pregnant. She had her baby. But shortly after uh, she delivered her baby, she hemorrhaged mm. and died. Now, you can't tell me that that's not state violence. You can't tell me that that's not whiteness, white privilege, and white supremacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in that case with Serena Williams, like she kept saying that, okay, something's not right. I've been through this before. Something's not right. I think it took for her husband to say, no, she knows what she's talking about. It took him with his white skin to say, yeah, she really does know what she's talking about. And that's a big thing in the news right now, too, uh, just in general, how mm. how black women are so mistreated in the medical, I mean, in, 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 the, in that field, in that area, because 
it's almost like you're cursed because black women are so strong. Like mm-hmm. doctors, nurses, everybody thinks, oh, they, it's just a little bit of pain they can take. They, they dismiss so many of y'all symptoms when, you know, when if it was someone who was white or something like that, they'd, they'd be bending over backwards for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, so uh, that was that was very, very interesting, too, when, when you brought that part up there. Uh, I want to pivot a little bit because I know we got some other stuff we got to get into. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do want to ask you this one question. Um, uh, I, I kind of wrote this down, too. Uh, but the lack of respect between the sexes, between at least in my opinion, y'all, it'll, you have your own thing. But the lack of respect between the sexes, um, uh, I, I had a question. Do y'all think it's time for us to stop comparing our traumas? Yes. Because it's like what you were saying earlier, where it was <laughs> I just wait, like, sorry. Where, where it's just like, you know, we we're so quick to say, like we, it could just be as simple as, how was your day? She can talk about the stuff that she went through with her job and what went wrong and everything, but you can't wait to be like, man, but you know, but but, but this happened to me too. I think that has a lot to do with what she like what she was saying earlier, creating a safe space. You gotta it, it, it I guess you have to learn it from from men or from women who are willing who will teach it and you gotta be willing to take it. Is but when you are in a relationship or any situation, you're a father to two daughters. To, to you, you're, you're a, a husband to a wife or a boyfriend to a girlfriend, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. As a male, as a man, her day is gonna have to come first, bro. You don't compete back. You know what I mean? I cannot remember the last time I talked about how hard my day was. Mm. I heard about how hard her Dev, day was, was on day? Friday. You know? How hard was your day today, Dale? <laughs> Listen. Okay, so wait, can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. So. The last thing that you said, you can't remember how, when you told, talked about your hard day, mm-hmm. is that you can't remember when you talked to it about your wife, mm-hmm. to your wife. Yeah. But you talk about it. Um. Yeah, I talk about it. I use. I do a lot here. I talk to my boys about it, but I don't. I don't like to do the, you know, my day was hard. Well, my day was hard too. I don't like to do that. I don't like to. I don't like to go back and forth. You know what I mean? I just want to make the distinction that. You're still talking about it, yeah, right? Yeah. It might not be to her, yeah, and it might not yeah. be in that moment. No, it's not gonna be in that moment, right? But you're gets, still talking yeah, about it. If it gets to a boiling point, yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But yeah, but what, to go with what he was, you know, with the point, yeah. Like I don't. You you have to understand that. Um, oh, and it's probably it's probably some of it is good, some of it's probably toxic. But you know what? You got to take some of the toxic waste if you, as a man in a, in a, in a, in a family. Anyway, um, you have to honor their. If your daughter's having a, my daughter should never know I'm having a messed up day. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna put that on them. But see, I understand what you're saying, but I see. I I think that's part of the problem when it comes to black men. Let's do it. Let's we do don't it. express ourselves enough about yeah, shit is fucked up. It ain't right. I'm going through something. I'm hurting. I'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I get what you're saying as far as discussing or whatever, but I think that, you know, you should be able to discuss things with your family. See, sometimes we get get caught up in thinking that as a black man, as a hit, well, let me just say, Mm -hmm. being a black man in your household, Mm -hmm. we get caught up in thinking that we have to maintain a certain statue. Or mm-hmm. uh, you know, stoic, be stoic when it comes to certain stuff. Can't show no weaknesses. We're we human. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I hurt mm-hmm. and cry mm-hmm. and, and whatever, mm-hmm. just like you do. Mm-hmm. And y'all know me. I'm definitely look, man. 
I can't stand a person that's gonna look at me like I'm weak just because I ain't yeah. have a good day yeah. or yeah. because yeah. I may be sad about something or I'm feeling down about I'm not supposed to feel down yeah. or go through things mentally, emotionally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I feel like you should be able to look, I get I, I, I get the aspect of being like, Oh, okay, I gotta be the man. I can't mm-hmm. show you know, this and that. But it's so hard for us as black men. Y'all don't understand. We go through a lot but of let's say some, stuff. Can we say some real shit right now, though? Yeah, go ahead. It's not as hard as it probably should be. I get that. To me, that's part of the conditioning. You get used to these fucked up conditions. You get used mm. to that feeling, which is not good. It's probably what kills men sooner than women. Probably, it, it, But I wish it was harder. Yeah. I'm being... I, Maybe it's going into a bad place. Maybe I'm shoving it into a horrible section of my brain. But by the time I hit the shore way and I come around dead man's curve after school is out at the end of the day. Got to flush it out. It's gone. Yeah. I don't know where it's at. It's probably at the same place. I put the Miss Abernathy shit from 11th grade. <laughs> or it's probably in the same place. I don't know. But if it wasn't as easy to do. You know what I mean? So maybe the, the thing is to try to work harder to not push it or hold on to it or sit, you right. know what I mean? Or sit on it. I don't know. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. It's not that difficult. I understand. Well, it's not. I wish it was difficult. It's not difficult for me. By the time I hit the short way, it is gone. You know what? There are certain aspects. Aspects of you, Dev, mm-hmm. and quality, and, and, but that's why we brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Or we associate with each other because we, it's, it's good to be around individuals. So you can possibly pull different mm-hmm. characteristics mm-hmm. and maybe implement them inside yourself, right? Yeah. Like I struggle, like mm-hmm. stuff. St- I got stuff I'm still thinking about from 15 years ago, mm-hmm. which is not healthy for for me mm-hmm. because you mentioned being in the hospital with blood pressure. You know how many times I've been in the hospital because my blood pressure 200 over here, mm-hmm. you know, over this and. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is I've realized in my life for who I am, and we all individuals and we different. I realized for me, I got to speak. Mm-hmm. We didn't have many conversations where I just had to spill the beans on yeah. what's going on because I didn't, didn't have nobody else to vent to yeah. about it. And if I would, and, and that's part of the reason I think I go through some of the, the, the health issues I have now because I, I spend so much time holding stuff in mm. and not really getting over or healing mm-hmm. or starting that process to even heal. Mm. I try to just be like, man, I, I'm a man. I ain't, you know, I'm cool. You know what, man? You know what I mean? And you know, dog, that's just crazy. Because uh, I don't necessarily hold on to it to suppress it for the rest of my life. Yeah. I grew up with, like, my mom was, like, my mother and father was there off and on. They've been together more since I've been out the house than when I was in the house. When I was in the house, they was back and forth or whatever. But I grew up with two brothers and a father. So, and I grew up with a father who did not let shit slide. Right. And I grew up with brothers who didn't let shit slide. So right. we're not about to watch this Browns game. We're not about to have this dinner. We're not going to do shit until we talk about you what that. the fuck is going on. Right. So it's not like I hold on to it and suppress it. I'm actually more comfortable talking to my boys about it. I feel it. Which I don't know if that's good or bad. I, I it's got good. Say, okay. See, I was thinking along the lines of. I mean, but I was thinking along the lines of. I mean, like, it's cool that we can come in here and have these conversations with each other. Yeah. But shouldn't you still also be able to go and you have should. that conversation with your wife, with your but, girlfriend, or something like that too? You're right. So she knows more of what's going of on. Of course with you. she should. You should. You just learn to read the room. Not that you like this macho that. man. I understand. Okay, I get you. But I if you, you know four out of the five days throughout the week she gonna come in the house like this was some bullshit at mm-hmm. work, 
You're not about to dump some. Not not that. Of course, if you're going through it, bro. If you are mentally fucked up. If you're on the verge of some real shit happening. Yes, you need to pull her to the side and be like, listen, we need to have a conversation. But if I can talk to my boys about it or my brothers or hit my father up or something, you know what I mean? Because, you, you know, you don't you don't want to just, if, it, if it's not that serious, I'm not just going to add it to it. No, I get you. That's cool. That's it it is cool to be, so, but I know you wanted to say something too, but it's cool to be but selfless. She was trying not to comment. She was trying to oh, like, no, I, I, I get that though. <laughs> and see, we, we could go, this is like a merry-go-round roller coaster, man, yeah. because, and I've had this happen to me, like, look. I, I, you know, I always turn stuff into personal stuff. Mm-hmm. I always was taught to communicate. Mm-hmm. So if it's something about, look, I get not saying all the time, every little thing, oh, yeah. you know. But I've been told off, you you dismiss you that, because you I don't want to hear that. You know, you're supposed to be this, and you're supposed to be that to me. and this. But I'm just like, do you know what I deal with outside of this household? No. That's I don't want to You know what the answer home. is? Hey, you want, hey, my bad for jumping in. You know what the answer to that question is? Yeah. No. And I don't want to come home and have to feel... I I, I look at like like This is... I, I'm, I always say... I ain't said this in a long time. My term is black and white, no shades of gray. It's either this or it's that. <laughs> I don't want... My household should be my, my castle. Meaning, we together. This is our castle. Mm-hmm. Peace. We should be able to talk about different things and mm-hmm. you know stuff that's going on, and I'd be okay with that. But that's you know, but that's at the same time, it's, it's certain things and aspects too as a man that mm-hmm. I need to work on personally to be a little bit better in situations. Because one thing you did say that I, that I do admire is the mm-hmm. fact that you said, you know what, that's my queen, whatever. I know she go through a lot, so sometimes I I do gotta chalk it up and just be like, you know what, go ahead. Baby. And it's not suppressing; it's more. I'm a six foot five, three hundred plus pound black man. I don't think, with all due respect, and you you touched on it earlier, I don't think she would have any clue what the fuck I was talking about. Right, I get it. Being being in my position as a as an educator in administration, working with kids, having to deal with not only the kids and their views, but more importantly, the staff and how they view six foot five, three hundred plus plus pound black men. With degrees, the degree is probably somewhere up under this building. You know it's how so far down, down on the total you know how far down that is, bro. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a, at the top. I'm a bouncer. Below that, you know, is 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 the illegal things they think they could probably get me to do. For right. you know, like the next at thing the top, they, I'm like some kind they, of bouncer dude gonna come in your <laughs> classroom and strangle the kids and take uh, them to my office. Mm-hmm. And dealing with that, knowing that like I struggle with that in school, and the way administrators looked at me, yeah. Now you want me to do that to other? You got me? No, hell no, I'm not doing that to them. Right. So part of it would be having to be like, all right, when I was seven, like I'm, I don't have the time to really explain to her exactly where my brain is. And, and unfortunately, I've gotten used to, you know, you know, y'all know how loud I am, how boastful I am. I know when to do this and when not to. Yeah. I remember I was in college. We was in the, we was in the cafeteria, and was, I, I learned that lesson. I was a freshman in college. I'm in there. Y'all know a couple of dudes I went to college with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're around your size, a little bit bigger, maybe a little bit bigger. We in there playing around, a couple white dudes, throwing stuff back across the cafeteria. I wasn't really doing nothing. But I was the biggest dude in the cafeteria. So they called campus security on me. Wow. Took me out of the cafeteria. Now I'm meeting with the damn head coach. I'm like, I ain't do shit. Yeah. But I said, you know what? All right, I get it. 
Mm-hmm. Right. In, in, in large crowd, if, if if I'm at the table and y'all acting the ass, all right, y'all, I'm about to head out and go ahead and go to the computer. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. Like, I know when and where. And it's like I'm saying, is it rooted in some sort of, sort of negativity? Probably. It, it's probably not healthy. It's rooted in survival. It's rooted in survival. That's called code switching. We have to do that to stay alive. Yeah. And I knew how to do it in the hood. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do it at a, at a 90% white school. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And now that translates into work. So that shit that I'm dealing with at work, I know how to deal with it. Right. So I'm not, unless it's like, yo, whatever happened to work today might get me fired. I'm not going to dump that shit on her desk. Right, yeah. not, I get, I get gonna, that. I'm not going to lay it in her lap. It's not worth it. Oh, I get that. I get that. So I just wanted to jump in and say, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> your original question was, do we need to stop comparing? Yes. The traumas. Yeah. We've got to stop comparing the traumas. Mm-hmm. Like, it affects us all. It hurts us all. It hurts us all differently based on our identities. Those are the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a whose is worse. Mm-hmm. It's all bad. Um, and then I, I just want to speak to, you know, you talked about wanting to come home and that's your sanctuary. And that's so important. That's, and I think all of our homes are that. Mm-hmm. For those of us who deal with whiteness outside of our homes, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Dealing everybody. Dealing with whiteness ain't no joke. <laughs> we so write a I book think, called Dealing with Whiteness, bro. Oh, that's a good title. Oh, that's a good title. <laughs> no Dealing with whiteness. Okay, I'm going to be marinating on you that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's true. I, he, here's the thing where I, I feel like we have we as black men and black women who desire to be in romantic relationships with one another mm-hmm. is we've got to have that talk before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got to have that talk before, you know, before we're in the middle of a bad day. Mm. Right. We've got to be doing the work on ourselves first to understand these are my triggers. Mm-hmm. When I come home from work, I know I need 20 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And so is that on the drive? Mm-hmm. How am I taking care mm-hmm. of myself before I come in here? Yes, everyone has bad days where you have to come in and fall out and you're anticipating somebody to take care of you. Yes, that happens too. Yeah. But I think as we begin to build families and as we begin to build relationships, these are the things we need to be talking about. Mm-hmm. We need to be talking about what is your views on liberation, right? Mm. <laughs> How do you feel when we say defund the police? Mm-hmm. If I'm out and somebody and I say no justice and they don't say no, no peace, peace. Uh-uh, I can't ride with you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So so we have to make sure that even before we get to the place where we're in this long term committed relationship where we're living with one another and we have children and we're married or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is, we've got to get clear on who we yeah. are and what we're bringing into a relationship and what are the things that we're looking for, right? Not to complete you, not to complete you, but to magnify you and to amplify you. But that starts with each of us as individuals. We've got to be willing to do our own work. And while you know I love my trap boys and my black boys, right? Mm-hmm. Those are not the people who I might be in relationship with, mm-hmm. right? Not to say that I can't hang out with them and we don't have a good time and all these things, but, but yeah. when it comes to my home and my intimacy, that mm-hmm. might not be the place where our relationships intersect. Mm-hmm. So we got to think about that too and be honest. And that means that doing the work on us to figure out where those traumas are. Somebody talked about Miss Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Somebody talked about 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. We've got to do that work. And sometimes that work happens in our homes and our relationships because those relationships are so intimate. 
But oftentimes they have been outside of there with our friends, with our families. And so we do have to be in these relationships where they're intergenerational mentoring. Mm -hmm. So where we're learning from one another. It's not like, oh, this is my person. This is my mentor. I'm going to look to them for everything. Mm -hmm. We have to be in relationship with each other because Mm -hmm. we can all learn from one another independent of, you know, what your job title is, how old you are, all these other things that you're looking for when you're looking for a mentor. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want to say is, Change your circle. Mm. You should be the most broke down person that you hang out with. <laughs> mm. Explain <laughs> if that. If I'm for me. hanging mm. out with somebody who's really broke somebody. down with me. So thinking about the people who the things that I want to do for my life. Mm. Um, someone once told me, they said, You curate your life, so you curate the bullshit out. And I was like, I have to, because that's not who I want to be in the future. That's not what I'm working towards. So I have to make sure that I'm surrounding myself with people who are also working towards something positive, right? Okay. Goals, hopes, aspirations, whatever it is. Like, I'm, I'm a scholar. I'm a writer. I do that, right? That's what I do. That don't have to be what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to run your car repair business mm-hmm. and, like, blow it up and have multiple sites. Like, if mm-hmm. that's what you do, do it. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to be there to support you, whatever it is, because it's you. And it's what you're doing and it's righteous. So we also have to understand that we've just got to be around people who not necessarily do the things that we do, but who think the way that we think. It's that mindset. Iron sharpens iron. We talk about it all the time. My bad. We talk about it all the time with us three. We we, we are, like you asked a question about some... We all come from different paths when it comes to this, um, the, 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 the creative side that we're doing, the podcast stuff and the different things that we do. We all come from different areas to come together. We talk about it all the time. We, we, we learn from each other all the time. If you always feel like you're learning from or like, man, such and such got it together, and they be like, no, I think you got it. Like, I feel like at that point you're in a good situation. Sure. When everybody feel like feels like they can learn or benefit from being in the presence mm-hmm. of the other people in the room, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and we go through that all the time. It creates weird, it creates awkward interactions sometimes. Yeah, because yeah. we're not we're not used to it. <laughs> when you're used to being like the, not not like up here on some other stuff, but like. What the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> You're used no, to I the negative friend. reflection. Yeah. So we've got to get used to the positive reflections. Yeah. What yeah. we're shown so yeah. much is all of the bad things. Mm-hmm. But when we see that light, that's the light that's reflecting off of one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it shine so bright. <clears throat> no, which, yeah, that's absolutely true. And and what you say is absolutely 100% <laughs> true. I've sat back these past couple of episodes. I, I've been sitting back watching y'all brothers. I'm just like, these are intelligent brothers. That's why I've been so quiet was, over the past couple of episodes because be, I'm learning. And I'm I, I, like I told you, I'm taking certain things, pieces from both y'all. Just like, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I got to step my game up on some certain mm-hmm. things. And, you know, no, see, I'm trying that, to do. That's the iron sharpens yeah. iron thing. And also, it, I, I was thinking as you were speaking last time, it was just that. You don't want to walk into a room and be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Like some people get off on being the smartest person. Yeah. They, you know, some people want to, they can always prove to you why they're smarter than you. They have an answer for every question and they can do this and mm-hmm. they can tell you this and they can tell you that. You don't want to be the smartest person mm-hmm. in the room all the time. Because you, you want, you, yeah, because one, number one, you probably <laughs> not. You know, well, but then outside of that, but you want to be able to, why don't you want to learn something from somebody mm-hmm. else? Why don't, why don't I want to speak to you and learn something about something that you've gone through and say, you know what, I can apply that in my life. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned that book. I went right to the computer and typed it down, the name of that book. Because mm-hmm. right. I need to check that out. Like, right. so why do you want to be the person that knows everything? Yeah. Those type of people irritate the shit yeah. out of me. Yeah. They, re- they just get under my skin. 
you know, it, 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 go ahead. No, and, and that's what comes along too, like you said, uh, as far as uh, surrounding yourself with different individuals and people that's going, you know, iron sharp, sharpens iron. Uh, just speaking on last week when I went through what I went through, mm-hmm. you know, the anxiety or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to my brother. I got to say this. Shout out to my brother Titan. I don't think he in the feed, but mm-hmm. shout out to him. Because you know what happened this week? He sent me a uh, a book. I guess I think it was Charlemagne's book or something about anxiety and, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Shook ones. And it was right on time. And I started checking it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. this is what I mean by, mm-hmm. like, us collectively learning and feeding off each other mm-hmm. and supporting each other in everything we do and being there, bro. And you like, know what? And dudes, that's di- dudes do it different. I love women to death. You know, I talk about it all the time. I love women. I even love. I love my mother. You know what I mean. I love women, but sometimes the the style of support you get from your brothers is different. Yeah, because they not only do they know what you need, they know how you want to get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like your girl will come slap fifty dollars down on the table, like you said, you need some money. Well, God damn it, you ain't had to slap it on the table. Just <laughs> slap it down like, 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 like she just ran to Boston on your ass. Your boy will come. <laughs> Dominoes, Nick. Your, your boy will come behind your back and like, you know what I mean, He'll tap da- you, he slap. Might, he might dap you up. Slap it on the like other that. side. Yeah. He'll be like, I got you, dog. Don't even worry about it. Like he knew you needed it, but he get, it's sometimes you need to dap $50. You don't need. I know I needed 50 sweetheart. But I didn't need you to make it rain on me. My and, 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 and that's the crazy part. It's, the dip, it's, like it's, it's funny you say that because guess what? He didn't go on Facebook. He didn't yeah. go on Facebook and put a post up Message. on our on yeah. DMST boys mm-hmm. or whatever. He messaged me mm-hmm. and said, Playboy, I deal with the same thing. I have an overactive brain. Mm-hmm. Here's something that helped me. I hope it helped you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Check yeah. it out. Yeah. That's, that's all love. I needed. Yeah. That's what we need. You yeah. were saying, like, how do we do it? That yeah. that's a perfect that example. We taking care of one another. Mm-hmm. We got to. Nobody's coming to save us. Nope. Nah. I was thinking <sighs> earlier, like, we got to start putting our, round, our arms around each other, mm-hmm. around our community, because mm-hmm. you know it, it ain't no, it, you know, ain't no ships coming back for us and nothing mm-hmm. like that. You know, it ain't no stimulus coming from the from the government that's gonna get us out of a hole or anything like that. It's gonna be us taking care of us, mm. getting behind each other, and uh, you know, and making each other all be accountable. For each other, more accountable, better people, better husbands, better wives, better mm-hmm. parents, better everything, better brothers, better better sisters, everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all on us, you know, to mm-hmm. to I guess kind of wrap that portion up a little bit because yeah. uh, I know we hitting the hour or a little bit past the hour mark. Uh, I know we do have some questions that that that's, I know you got oh, a couple yeah. things, uh, Doctor Arky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, <laughs> she, you know what I'm saying. She, she has a couple questions too for. And, mem- and I mem- let me say this now too. Uh, I, can we put your IG to follow you on Instagram? You know that's that's fine, correct? Yeah, it's black sure. comma feminist. Mm-hmm. So follow her on IG uh, and, and go ahead and get more of these nuggets and knowledge. You got the link to the to the website on there and everything. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. Just make sure y'all go follow her now. Mm-hmm. So which one of y'all want to go with the questions first? Um, I don't know. Cause I don't know what's coming. I feel like hers gonna be impactful. You know, let me get this little this little shit out the way. <laughs> because you know what? Because you know what? She just said something, and we just kind of came to this kind of thing. This what I be. You know, whatever. Let's get into it. Um, I feel like we talk a lot about rep- reparations and that whole topic. I don't know if you can start here. In here, but I feel like this is where it needs to start. But this is to me, this is the issue as to why we'll never probably ever see reparations. Is because there are ways to do this 
uh, but people act like they don't have the mental capacity to figure it out. I was uh, t- I was talking to y'all earlier before the podcast. I was driving down the street in Cleveland, Grand Boulevard or whatever. It's kind of a shortcut where you cut through to get to this, this spot in Euclid. And I was coming down, and I'm like, damn, they built the Dollar General. It was a, like, this is another one. Like, it's, it got to be 10 Dollar Generals. They in just, a five mile radius, they just built one on on Euclid towards the end of last year. I remember riding on streets and being like, "Damn, they put a Dollar General down here." They're everywhere, and it started me thinking. And I'm like, "Well, you know why? Because they have all of the essential things that people, you know, deodorant, paper towels, water, whatever, whatever, whatever you can think of. You can go in there, grab it real quick, if you're short. The e to me, the easiest way, and but they'll never do it." Because for, for for context, last week I was going off. I was I was on a, on a, on a rampage last week, and I was talking about how, of course, we need to support black businesses, but the issue is, a lot of black businesses are non-essential things that we be like ah maybe maybe I get my hair done, maybe I get my nails done or not. I don't have to. You know what I'm saying? We need toothpaste, toilet paper, mm. water. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you need the essentials, if there was an Afrosini next to the next to the Dasani, if it was an Afrosini, I would buy that as opposed to Dasani. You know what I'm saying? I to create it. shelf space in American stores would be the first step in reparations. Not remove, but it's a, it's something they would never do because the shelf space is so valuable. Mm-hmm. But if this is an important issue to the United States of America and its citizens, create shelf space. Don't get rid of Colgate, Crest, and Mintedent. Just add a black-owned um, toothpaste. toothpaste to national distribution and see how it works. See if we don't buy it out. See how it works on your shelves. But you know they're not going to do it because we I'm are just, going to buy it out. I, to, see, guys, that's but, the but, thing. It but, has but to they, be available. But they overcomplicate. When I say they, I mean white America. They overcomplicate things mm-hmm. in order to wear us down to eventually get our minds off of it and move to something else. But when it comes to this reparation situation, it's very, it's, it's, I'm sure it's not simple to execute. Nothing is simple to execute. Shutting down the economy for, for COVID is not simple to execute. But the answer is to shut down the economy, shut down the country for a little bit to get rid of this virus. Mm-hmm. Just create shelf space. Allow black-owned toothbrush makers to make toothpaste, tooth, toothbrushes. And water, whatever the case may be, whatever the case may be, the largest in that field, in that market, allow them to have shelf space in Walmarts throughout the country. Just start there. That black-owned business would grow at a ridiculous rate, be able to employ other black people, Mm -hmm. distribution centers, Mm -hmm. whatever the case. We could start there. And it's a very simple way conceptually maybe not to execute but conceptually it's a very simple way to begin the process of at least trying to level the playing field since i don't want to give out money to people and i understand that mm-hmm. create shelf space i think that's giving us too much power because i'm telling you you do that so exactly I- so equality is power and that's the problem but don't nobody go on cnn or msnbc or fox news and say that because they probably will never invite them back. But you are 100% right. Yeah, that's, to them, equality that's power. is power, and they'll never give us power. Mm-mm. So this fight for equality, sometimes it throws me off. Anyway, I'm not going to get back on my no, soapbox. But I, yeah, but actually, I thought that was a good analogy. when you Well, not an analogy. That was a good thought when you mentioned it earlier. Because I never thought about that. Just 
Give just give us the avenue. Just give us the avenue. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't telling you to give us the recipe. It's available. Just give us the avenue. Because after I went off last week, I went online. There are there are black owned businesses in almost every space that you can think of. From people, I mean anything you can think of, man. Just pick one. Yeah, we have a local soap company, Betsy Soaps. Shout out to you, Betsy. Just put Betsy Soap next to Dove and see what we do. But they don't want to do that because they already know what we going to do. They're going to buy it up. They already know what we going to do. Yeah. But whatever, man. But to me, to me, that would be the most simple way to begin this process of reparations, to show the power. And it also goes to the thing I was talking about last week. I, I think they won't do that because it would then begin to show that we are not as much of the minority as they want us to want to make it out to be but I'm not going to get into that right now I don't believe sorry you might think I'm insane I don't think black people are just 12-13% of the population I don't believe it we're 12-13% of the population in the United States of America I don't know but people of color worldwide we are not the minority that is a word that they have used a psychological warfare they trying to hold us down people of color across this world are the majority <sighs> Shout out to Dr. Sean Harvey. I'm shouting out all my homies as scholars, right? <laughs> USC. So he taught us that to, we should use the word minoritized as opposed mm. to the word minority because we are not the minority, but we have been minoritized. Mm. And that goes back to what you were saying about power mm -hmm. because as long as they have the power, they can get control the resources. Mm -hmm. But in order for white folks to give, that's the conversation we're having now mm -hmm. around white people giving up power. Mm -hmm. What does that really look like? What does that look like for them? But more importantly, what does that look like for us? And they've never. They're going to be mad. Oh, well, deal with it. Right. But then when we get it, what are we going to do? Do we have a plan? What mm -hmm. blueprint are we using? Mm -hmm. Cleveland now, 1968, Carl Stokes, mm -hmm. first black mayor of a major American city. Mm -hmm. He wrote a plan for this city. Mm. We need to be looking at it, y'all. Wow, that's real. I never right, right yeah. because we hear that all the time. What's next? What's next? You know, that's I am. Um, I'm a thinker. I'm a creative. I'm constantly in my head when I see Dollar Generals. I start start thinking about reparations. It's the weird way my brain is 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 made up. I need other people to tell me about Cleveland now. I need to go look at Cleveland now then. Yeah, because just but that the thing about um, our 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 white brothers and sisters. Um, is they they don't relinquish power well. Mm. They seize power. Mm. I don't think I've ever read a story where they've see they they relinquish power. Teach us. They are seizers of power. Teach bro. us. <laughs> they seize power, <laughs> bro. They take. So this concept of them giving us reparations or giving us some sort of e teach on, us. Come on, man. We wasting our breath. We better learn how to Concur. seize, but I'm not going to get Next topic. That's, right. what <laughs> Next topic. That's when I started thinking about it. You said that they need to, they need, I, I, I noticed you kept saying that they need to give us, give us mm. some shit that we're going to have to take. Yes. Y'all know that too. Something that's going to have to. Yeah. yeah. We talked about it last week. been knocking, week. coming yeah. through the door, blasting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's where we are now. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, let's um, let's let's get into these questions, um, Doctor Arky, because mm -hmm. you came in, and you said, "Hey, I have two questions for you two. I mean, for y'all that I want to ask." And I said I wanted to hear about it on the show. I don't know if she told y'all one. Of no, them. she didn't tell us. No. Yeah, I want I wanted to hear about it. So I, so I don't know if I should if I need to pour a second drink before we do these questions <laughs> to what. But let's go for let's 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 listen. 
Um, we kind of talked about it already. Oh, there it is. So I wanted to. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the right. It's all over this. I'm grateful. It's only an hour and 15 on, minutes into the show. I'm coming back to you because I have a device now. It's, it was great. I'm sorry. It was, it was right. It's, it's so funny. Whenever you're looking for something, it's always in the spot that you just. It's like right in front of your face. I was looking for this. We look, look hey, what did we spend a whole four, like, five minutes looking for that oh, thing? Oh, shit, there you go. <laughs> we just lifted up, we lifted up the carpet in this one. <laughs> I just peeled back the. <laughs> it was right there. All right, sorry. All right, y'all. All right, so I just wanted to talk to you all as mm-hmm. black men, as mm-hmm. we have been doing around what's happening currently, what's mm-hmm. happening in the world. Uh-huh. Um, and then the one of the things that I did want to talk about is, you know, like we need black men to protect black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, but we've kind of talked about that already. I don't mm-hmm. think we need to beat that again. But I guess what I want to, the last thing that I want to talk about is the uprisings, the protests that are happening, particularly mm-hmm. local here in Cleveland, mm-hmm. and the movement around the, the hashtag of Black Lives Matter and the platform that comes down from national. Mm-hmm. Um, so about defunding the police mm-hmm. and increasing investment in social services. Um, what does that look like for you, thinking about your station, hmm. your identity as mm-hmm. a black man? Um, defunding the police, talk to me about, like, what does that invoke in you when you hear people, particularly black people, mm-hmm. standing out loud saying, let's defund the police? And then how do you well, attach the things that you do every day to mm-hmm. that movement? Well, I, you can go ahead and hop in, but I just want to say, when they say defund the police, I, I think it's Charlemagne that says they brand stuff the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Because I think you hear that and it sounds negative. Like it almost feels like, get everything out or whatever when it's just like no let's just what it means is divert some of these funds that go to them unnecessarily it's like it's like all the billions that in it's even trillions but all the Mm -hmm. billions we put into um the military in this Mm -hmm. country where you can take a fraction of that money and and invest it somewhere else and you can make a real impact and real change so that's what what's meant by defund the police Mm -hmm. but go ahead all right all right so let me adjust in the chair because somebody she asked about that i was going all right So people who don't know, I was a social worker for years, right? So there's one thing I learned from being a social worker. We would, you know, go to court, you know, it would be a family issue, um, kids getting, you know, possibly being taken away from a parent, replacement, whatever the case may be. And, our, you know, we would have to go in, we would meet with, 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 with legal at our building, but then we would also have to meet with the prosecutor at the courthouse. Threw me off. First time I ever went to the courthouse, I go to meet with the prosecutor, and they're sitting in there with the defense attorney. Mm. And I'm like, oh, are we, are y'all on the same team? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Time to fuck out. It blew my mind. They were like laughing and joking, like, oh, okay, yeah, we got we to meet and talk about it. Oh, see. And I'm like, that's the attorney for the, I met with them. I met with the family and them a couple weeks ago. What the fuck is going on? What I started realizing was how intertwined our social services are with the police. Mm. So we're going to have to have someone regulate the police involvement if it's reallocated to our social services. 
because the police involvement, whether it's removing kids from the home, just being a social worker, whether it's removing kids from the home or being whatever, whenever you do anything and you're not invited out to the person's home, it involves the police. So what I'm saying is we just have to have somebody regulate what they do with those funds and the police involvement. Don't let them underwrite some bullshit in there where police are then going out with the social workers when they go out to like we had a situation where I'm getting to specifics, but a, a, a parent of a kid had like climbed a light pole and was like stabbing himself. Oh so they call obviously the social worker to go out. It was an emergency, but also police were there. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, you know what I'm saying? But what they're saying is they're going to come up with some kind of, you know, spread the funding out, you know, create different programs or maybe that particular situation will not involve police. I think that would be effective. But what happens once the paperwork is submitted? You have to convince me that the local police department is not somehow involved once they defund these police. Mm -hmm. I believe they need to be defunded to the point that the money is reallocated to different areas. But what I realized in the back channels of social work and all that different kind of stuff is all of these little agencies are connected. So how the hell do we police that? <laughs> Who's going to police that? I mean, that speaks to the fact that we have systems that are so set up where where it's, they all win. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the, set up for them to win. It's just... The prosecutors it, yeah. and, and defendants kick it already. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's like government. It's, it's, I'm sorry, I saw you about to speak. It's like no, government. Go ahead, go ahead. It's all set up for. It's a, yes, there's a left and there's a right. There's a liberal, uh, uh, liberal. There's conservative. There's Democrat. There's Republican. And even in that, they but all the, interact. But at the end of the day, these motherfuckers all still go to the White House correspondence dinner and laugh and joke it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For a whole night or whatever. And, and I get it. It's everybody wins but us. Yeah. You they know. together. That's man. how it is. So it's gonna take sweeping changes, man. It's going to take loud voices for a long period of time. Sustained voices over a long period of time. In a word to Bobby Seale. This is on oh, <laughs> when that chin hit the shoulder, you know what I'm saying? I believe that, it was Bobby Seale. Hold on. That was the Carmella Anthony meme. He'd be like, <laughs> like, oh, really? I believe it. You know what? I believe it was Bobby Seale. Nice. Awesome. Don't be fucked up. Because she about to Google that. It was actually on one of my favorite albums. But it's and Aaron, Bobby Seale, I have a dream. No, no wrong one. I have a dream. <laughs> Power is the ability to define phenomena and make it act in the desired manner. Mm. It's period. You in a red book, bro. <laughs> I just said not too long ago, you better kick the dough in instead of opening yeah. that motherfucker. Yeah. It's the certain stuff that you just... I'm telling you, we we had a. I feel like we had a part in life that I've mm -hmm. never seen before. Mm -hmm. That people ain't playing. I said last show, yeah. we ain't playing. Mm -hmm. People is tired. Our people mm -hmm. are tired. Mm -hmm. It's time to just, hey, do what you got to do. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's gonna take some sacrifice, like we always yeah. say. Some people, individuals, a mass is gonna mm -hmm. have to sacrifice because mm -hmm. even though we may not see the change right now, mm -hmm. it may be set up for the people coming behind us, mm -hmm. and that's real love. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's radical love. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm. No, I definitely agree. And that's why everyone has value, mm -hmm. right? And everyone has a role. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's not everybody's job to be down on the front line. It's not everybody's job to be on the mic. Mm-hmm. You know, we need people who are going to make the sandwiches and watch the kids and run the van, mm-hmm. right? We need somebody who is going to be ready for bail. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. we we and we need somebody who's willing to be on that front front line, yeah. right? We need that soldier who's ready mm-hmm. to give their lives for something greater. There's mm-hmm. a role for all of us, and that's why this work is so important right now. Is mm-hmm. we have to have these conversations openly and honestly because quietly we've been having them for forever, yeah. as long as we've been here. We've been having conversations about how we get free as Black people. But now it is time for us to amplify that conversation Mm -hmm. and have it outside of just our small circles and our families. Mm. We've got to have this conversation together and work together to get Mm. free. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, And also, uh, like you were saying, with the when when it comes to the defund the police thing, um, um, I I think you made just a great point of. Mm these agencies you have to we have to know where this money's going because yeah. everybody's hand is going to be out like if that money be, if you do something like that and, that and that money becomes available and it's like how do you give money to quote unquote to put it in that term I was talking, how do you give money to the defense when the def- defense the, mm-hmm. the, the, the defense attorney and the prosecutor in the same like you're just moving the money from one side of the table to the you know mm-hmm. what I mean mm-hmm. it has to be somebody to police this situation mm-hmm. that, that's not the police you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but, I get it I, great point so we look at that as, so the national movement is defund the police. And in Cleveland, particularly, the budget for the CPD is over $217 million. Mm. Um, and so defunding the police in Cleveland looks a lot different than defunding the police in LA. And this is where we have this national platform that unites us, but it has to be localized. It has to be specific to where we are and made um, relevant to the communities that live there. So, again, the plan that looks that they're doing in L.A. looks a lot different from here. Mm-hmm. But even in other in um, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. they've defunded the they've there's a petition out to take the police out of schools. Mm-hmm. Like, think about if we did that mm-hmm. in CMSD. Yeah, yeah. We trying to get rid of these metal detectors, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about the traction that we would be able to get yeah. when we. Um, connect to all of the other sectors, like yeah. you were talking about, yeah. Devin. Yeah, see, I, I, what people don't do or people don't pay attention to is the is these little small things that have an effect and impact on people. That like this goes to the systemic stuff of, mm-hmm. of of issues or whatever, because it's traumatizing to go into a school and see have to walk through metal detectors. Ain't Nam kid brought a gun to school? Technically, mm-hmm. uh, the whole time we grew up in these Cleveland schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were shooting people. Columbine happened when we was in high school. Yeah. Mm. And I remember talking about it at the time and being, we was like, yeah, that probably would never happen here. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But the trauma of they make you have to go through a metal detector just to get into a school or whatever, they put that into your mind of that's normal. And I was just having this conversation, I think, last night. This shit that we went through, we've said it a million times on the show, this shit that we've gone through is not normal. It's not normal. They're not walking through no metal detectors at Orange High School. Subliminal messages and, too, bro. And me and you know. They're telling you that that's what you should be doing. Exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, so they make it feel normal. Now it's normal for me to go into a bar and get patted down and I, and I feel comfortable because and my head is on a swivel. This and that, but that's not normal to have mm-hmm. to feel that way. They always have to be on edge. But yeah. you started being on edge when they started walking your ass through a metal detector to go into a high school. But you realize and you realize. They spent more quick. money on metal detectors than books. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. And you know when you go to schools like that 
The people with the guns ain't coming through the front door, you dummies. They come through the annex building. Did what you is, see Lean on Me? What's going on? We had a little door right next to the gym. Remember Shaw up under the awning? Yeah. You came down the back stairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just open the door. Go yeah. in school, open the door for your boy. He'll come in with a rifle. <laughs> yeah. Also, real quick, I noticed, you know I be taking it too far. But I was oh. trying to think about, no, no, I ain't, ain't going to say nothing too crazy. I ain't nothing crazy. But you was talking about the Columbine situation. I think the, the the number one issue, and it, and it leans to, to to the the reason why we have this like systemic racism and shit like that in the country, specifically coming from uh, people in power, mostly white people, is we black anger, black violence. A lot of times has a face, meaning I am on a mission to get you. You understand what I'm saying? Like I'm in this school. I got my nine on me, and I'm going to shoot him. And that's a lot of times our mentality. We, 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 but white people in general, sometimes they'll generalize. I am angry at this group of people. I'm angry at, I'm at, a, at a group of students or, uh, the you know, jocks or the, the jocks. Or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheerleaders yeah, or yeah. whatever. And it, it just, it just, and it rises up the ranks to be like, you know, I don't fuck with all black people. You know what I mean? But I just think that's the number one reason why we don't have. It's probably more illegal guns floating, I mean, keeping 100 through inner city schools in this country than suburban schools. But you don't ever really get that because they in there to get one little day. I'm here to get you, bro. I'm in here to shoot you and leave. It's not really like this. Oh, but whatever. Anyway. No, there's some research that supports that. So um, no. there is some psychological research. I don't know. But in... in I don't know exactly who it is, but there is research that definitely supports that, that it's very targeted. So when there's a black person who's going to kill, they're going to kill someone in yeah. particular. Even when you think about, like, you know, the concepts, people say black on black crime or, like, gang violence, any of that. Like, even even in that. So, yes, there are people who catch stray bullets. Yes. But if we were to go back and collect the data, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we were to actually go yeah. back and talk to the shooter and collect the data, yeah. that bullet has somebody's name on it. Mm -hmm. Like it was for someone in particular mm -hmm. versus what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. there's, there's, you, you're onto something there. Yeah. There's definitely something there. Yeah. And I just want to talk about like what you talked yeah. about is the school to prison pipeline. You're exactly right. Mm. The test scores from the third grade reading guarantee are the numbers that they use to build the prison cells. And this is in Ohio. This is national, mm -hmm. but it's definitely here in Ohio. So that is by design. Exactly as you said, those metal detectors are getting folks in line. This is what you're going to be doing anyway, so let me go ahead and prepare you. Yeah. The bells ringing, the sitting in the rows, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you guys a video that talks mm -hmm. about um, just education in general and how it's aligned to economic and um, agricultural standards. We mm -hmm. haven't had a revolution in education in over 50 years mm -hmm. in American education. It was set up on an assembly line. Like people went to school during the winter because they couldn't farm. And so now mm. it's 2020. We have a digital economy. So let's change school. Like they kept talking about changing school when the pandemic hit. Everybody's online. Yeah, sure. it's going to change forever. Overnight. It's going to change quick. forever, man. Yeah. So I think this is another time where we can make those demands around mm -hmm. schooling and say, this is not what our children need. They need something different. Mm -hmm. 
and to be able to give that to them outside no. of the school building too. So reaching back into community. Okay, this is my last shout out. Shout out to my mentor, <laughs> Dr. Chris Emden, who talks about reality pedagogy and how we can use relationships in the barbershop, in the beauty shop, in the church as places of teaching and learning. It doesn't have to be in this school building. That's real. Mm. You, you know what? You must you must do this for real for professional. <laughs> Cause you'll spark, you'll spark a thought. What you, what you think she bought her you degree? Know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, hey, I do got his email last week. Came in the mail last week. But um, but no, like you 100. percent A lot of times these these environments, man. Wow, this is a hell of a story. Real quick. So yes, I have two suburban kids. Okay, so whatever. So we went. We had to drive out to Great Northern to get the the um. The, the vans or whatever mm-hmm. only, only dicks that had them and so um, I'm like we gotta go to the west side so uh, my 13 year old is like is that where all the rich people live I said uh, no uh, you know I, I work on the lower west side of Cleveland sweetheart it's, uh, as a matter of fact I'm gonna take you by the school and so we went and got the shoes came back up 71 we went by my schools on west 41st in the heart of the west side and my daughter was like Ooh, my six-year-old, her face was like, ooh, this is the creep. She kept calling it the creepy ghetto. She's like, ooh, this is the creepy ghetto. This is the creepy ghetto. I bet you got a ghetto to <laughs> So, like, what I'm saying is we've created a horrible education system, and a lot of times in these inner cities it's so horrible. It's traumatizing to be in that building. Mm-hmm. To be in that environment. Your kid might be healthier outside of this environment, mentally and physically. You deal with rotten issues. Ooh, call them out. You I mean you it's healthier a lot of times to be out of the building. You're dealing with white teachers who are I I have work at a school with all white female teachers. Call them out. Every last one of them. And you have some who are amazing at it. Yes. And some who struggle dealing with active opinionated um children children <laughs> black and brown and underprivileged white kids they don't, they don't they have an issue dealing with it and that environment in itself i've seen that that environment has created issues out of kids who would not normally be issues if they didn't have literally if you just plucked them out of that environment and you made them go to school at the library be an amazing kid it's literally the environment that's facts yeah. It's and crazy, like, like, like it you is. said. But people don't like numbers. But Mm-mm. there's too many studies that show that stuff like that is the truth. Yeah, you take a, you can take a kid out the hood, out of that inner city, not school, even yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. or whatever, just mm-hmm. inner city school, yeah. and put them in a better environment mm-hmm. where, uh, oh damn, I just read something just recently where, uh, may have been yesterday, where someone had went to school, they went mm-hmm. to college, and they were doing great. They graduated, and I don't, even, you never know how real some of this mm-hmm. stuff is, but they graduated high school with like a a two-point-something GPA, like low two-point-something GPA, but graduated college with honors. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, oh, that was the first time I had a bed. <laughs> crazy, bro. How powerful is that? That's the first time dog. I had a bed. And that little bit of comfort yeah. was all she needed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's simple to me. When that. you level the playing field, mm-hmm. we excel in everything. We just said it last week. We talked about this we just said it last week. Yeah. All things. <sighs> Yeah, we were just saying that. All right. All right. Did you have another one? Or no, that was that's it. it. That's it. Okay, well, we're going to wrap it. I think that's a good place to wrap it. <laughs> I got uh, a stupid question. Come on, come on. 
real quick. So we do some, you know, we try not to. We try to throw some stupid stuff in here every now and then. Okay, this so is fun. It's not stupid. It's fun. Okay, all right. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck? <laughs> I don't want to get too deep. You know, Jelly beans. I'll test you on this next one. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna see where we at oh, for the second one. I'm gonna see where Doctor Archie is with this one. Maybe you don't have to answer this one. You know what I'm saying? The oh, okay. second one. Okay. But I'm gonna just ask y'all a question. In general, so tell me yes or no. Okay. Do you like caramel? It's yeah. caramel. If it's yeah. in candy. Yeah. Lee? It depends on the amount. Oh, okay. All right. No problem. What about what about the flavor of vanilla? Do I like vanilla? Like, you know, I vanilla, do. ice cream. Yeah. Depends on what it's mixed with. Okay. Brother. <laughs> he being petty. He going he gonna to be a, he giving himself an out. What a, this is the hard What about marshmallows? I do. No. I fuck with marshmallows. No? No. Depends on what it's with. Okay. <laughs> If anybody said yes to those things, that is what makes up candy corn. Why do we not like candy corn? People hate candy corn. I watched a video on candy corn. I watched a video because I'm tired of the candy corn slander. I saw it on Sunday. It ain't even Thanksgiving. I mean, it's not even Halloween. But no, they put this thing up with like eight different candies, and everybody was like, what's the worst? It was black licorice. It was all kind oh, of black terrible. licorice. The and they're going to put candy corn. Candy corn is vanilla, caramel, and marshmallows. Is Y'all it? tripping. I feel like people who hate candy corn never ate candy corn. Those are the orange, white, yeah, little like trash. Yes, orange, yeah, white, yeah, yellow. Yeah. I watched it. I watched Food Network. I was. I'm bored. <laughs> He's very bored at home. I've been usually out of school for three months in the summer. I'm going on three months now with two months to go until school starts back up. I am done. Like I'm bored out of my mind. I have an answer. Mm-hmm. It's simple for me. Mm-hmm. I can eat some of it, but not a large portion of it. I yeah, I'll eat some candy corn. I, can I eat like a candy corn. I can't like eat. Just Doc, like a whole do you bag. like candy corn? No, it's too sweet for me. It's just too sweet. But then I don't eat marshmallows. I don't think I've ever known that. Yeah, because marshmallows have lard in them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For y'all folks that don't eat pork, stop eating those marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat pork for health reasons. <laughs> but see, this is the other factor that too, Deb. Mm-hmm. You name three individual ingredients. You put them together. But combined, <laughs> you may is not it like combined. Is it a conspiracy? Is it me or is it a conspiracy? All right, this, you don't have to comment on this one, all right? But I just I just had this thought. I was on Instagram. You know, things go across your feed. You have to be extra, I mean, next level thirsty to be at a strip club during the pandemic. How, how thirsty are you, Number young one. men and women, to be the dancers I kind of get? But where are y'all? Where, where are you going? Going to the strip club. Where you think you're going? <laughs> Who is it? I saw I saw a video. It just happened on the feed, you know. Yeah, it just, you know, it random. was girls dancing with masks on. Yeah. They trying to protect themselves. Fellas, go home. <laughs> go home. There's websites, fellas. Yeah, come you know, on, man. Go some, home. A lot of them are free. <laughs> it's it. You are addicted. At that point, if it's a pandemic and you at a strip club and it's strippers with masks on their face. This is what I've said about the strip club before. And I know, and I know people have ate in the strip club before. I feel if you eat in the strip club, you are addicted. I have never had food <laughs> in a strip club. Bro, if you are sitting there talking about, but they got good wings, though. I mean, like, yo, I can make some wings at home. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just saying. That's you true. are addicted. 
<laughs> have any has any of you ever ate at the strip? Well, you said you did. I haven't. I've never ate at the strip club. Now, okay, I got a question. Yeah, go ahead. Ask the question. The, the, the strip clubs that they uh, serve food at, the mm-hmm. girls aren't butt booty naked. Well, you, you, Atlanta. Oh, maybe now, this is twenty twenty. I lived I in Atlanta. When I lived in Atlanta, <laughs> well, Atlanta's a different space. So we used to go. Shout out to my homie Joel. We used to go. At lunchtime, like we would take our lunch, we we worked on on Bankhead. We worked at How Mill, so we would come around the corner. You know what I'm saying? So, but they weren't. They had good wings. <laughs> but they no. Atlanta is. Yeah, Atlanta's a different space. No, Atlanta is like did y'all just get out the shower or something like this. I'm talking about buck naked, no like yeah. no g string over their shoulder. Yeah, over their shoulder. Just clear heels. Over shoulder. Just, just, just. You know how sometimes you'll see them walking back from a dance. Oh, they don't know nothing about this world, and they'll have like they have like they bra over their shoulder. You know they're going back to the dressing room. In Atlanta, it's like clear heels, earrings. That's it. Bro. Right. <laughs> the next item is the earring. It's the truth. Okay, okay. This is and what wings. I want to say. And wings. This is what yeah. I want to say on this conversation, and I'm going to preface this. I usually don't do these disclaimers, but I'm going to do this disclaimer Uh-oh. because um, I understand. I definitely support um, uh, exotic dancers. I support sex workers, mm-hmm. and I understand that um, not all dancers are uh, sex workers. I mm-hmm. get that, y'all. I'm mm-hmm. just say this for comic relief. <laughs> Hoes got to eat, too. Uh, <laughs> Let do. them do their job, yo. They do. <laughs> I'm not hating on them. Uh, I'm not. You're right. You're 100% right. I'm hating on the person that, that's eating the wings at the spot. Hey, well, hate on me, brother. The hey, wings were good. You know what? The wings was good. I ain't even lie. I think I'm at an age now. I probably eat some wings at the spot. Then. Yo, I just lie. I probably be there like, yeah. That's because we getting older and our blood sugar get low. You know what I mean? So, I had to just get the wings, bro. Take a, lot, take a lot of energy to keep doing this, baby. Take a lot of energy to keep doing that. You know what I'm And you know what? No shade against the ladies who... And you know what? To harp on what she just said, to, to go for what she just said, you're right. <laughs> the strip club right now should be just for the ladies who aren't sex workers, you know, who aren't out here to go above and beyond. Just support the above and beyonders in they, in y'all own shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it should only be the wholesome women who just want to dance. They should be the strip club. But you, the ones who go to the strip club to make an extra $75 on a Thursday... Oh, they making an extra, uh, a lot more than extra. Well, they should just, they should just make their extra seventy five. Doing something else. Yeah, what I, you saying? And that's and 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 I, uh, since since you you mentioned it, uh, not, we gonna put it all on you. Since yeah. he said it, yeah. <laughs> I think people should support sex workers. And what I mean by that is you nasty freak. You freaky little boy. No, what I mean by no, what I mean by that is that they should have rights. Yes. Like the prostitution yes. and like that shouldn't shouldn't be illegal. It's uh it's Oh, I didn't know he was going. I just learned something from my brother. Hold on, hold on. No. No, it why so they have you, a story. Let's go with this. No, but why are you mad at them for making a living? Come on, no, are they I'm killing not, anybody or anything like now. that? It's just like so. It's 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 all consensual. Like, yo, it's 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 like the old joke. Like you know, they talk about alcohol and weed or whatever, yeah. and, and that, how they you know, well not the alcohol thing, but the weed, and they put the bad connotation on it. But it's like yo, you can take twenty aspirins, and that's your last headache you gonna have in your life. Right. Whatever. If they not out there harming anybody or anything like that, I don't care if you gotta fucking regulate it. But if they just try to trying to make a living and they're not doing anything wrong, 
Why are you, you denigrating them like you, that? You're right. Okay. You're right. Righteous ass man. Okay. Now, <laughs> thank you, black man. Yeah, thank thank you. you for standing up for the sex workers. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth about us. Okay. <laughs> When our loins get to the point where we want to see some shakings, we go to the strip club. What I'm saying is, control your loins during a pandemic, brother. I got you. I got you. No, they should make their We got to figure out a way for them to make their money. I'm talking about the dudes just in there. Like, it's not Corona out here. Like, just, why is y'all, it's only seven people. Like, it ain't that serious, bro. Yeah. This is not that serious, bro. Shout out to Calvin. I, I haven't seen him in a feed in a minute. He said that he heard a reference to the blue flame when he popped in. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. I will not confirm nor deny. I, I won't deny what, uh, confirm or deny what flame I've been at. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. One of the two. All right, we, we wrapping. That's yeah, it. Good, man. All right, the y'all. Panics. So, um, Dr. Arky, we want to thank you for sitting down with us. And uh, you spit. A lot of good knowledge from today's Jules. show. Jules. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm thankful for being able to sit here and listen. <laughs> um, and so you are welcome, obviously, to come back anytime. We do this every single Sunday. Um, you know, so thank you for coming. Thank y'all for having thank me. You, like real. I said, um, I feel really good coming into this. I'm appreciative of the space and the platform. And shout out to y'all. For having some real conversations and, you know, having them in a place where other people can join in and amplifying the message. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you. So, thank y'all. And we apologize to the feed today. I know there's probably some stuff going on in there. We was kind of mesmerized with the with the gems we were getting. Absolutely. We <laughs> usually would be like, hey, Jeff has said, but we ain't even. Yeah. <laughs> no to me, it's a little quiet today. I think the feed was kind of just taking it, it all in because yeah. we had we had some very good numbers um, in, as they were. Mm. Sometimes you got to just shut up and just, well, not shut up, but sometimes you got to be quiet and just listen. That's why I said that earlier. I was like, I, I feel like this is an opportunity for me to learn something. Like I said, we all learn from each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it's an opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. So thank, Absolutely. So thank you once again for sitting down with us. Let them know where they can find you online, where they can follow. Um, did I read that, you're, that you're, you either already did a book or you're doing one? What, what is that to you? Just give them all your info. So um, y'all can find me on all socials at Black, Feminist. So the comma is spelled out, C-O-M-M-A. Um, you can go to my website, which is uh, shamararkey.com, sankofacircleinternational.org. But all that you can find on my socials. They'll link you to that. Okay. Um, so the book that I'm working on currently, so I've been publishing a few different books. Some of them have been creative. Some of them have been academic. Mm-hmm. But right now I have the fortunate opportunity to be part of an editorial team for a book entitled Teaching Beautiful and Brilliant Black Girls. Mm-hmm. And it positions black girls as um, in the classroom and the classroom as a space of radical transformation. Okay. Uh, so we've collected stories from um, black girls in their multiple positions in the classroom, student, teacher, administrator. We've collected them from uh, white teachers. Mm-hmm. We've collected them from male teachers and administrators, both black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm most excited about is the section that we um, are you know, wrapping up the curation for right now are these love letters. So we have love letters from um, black fathers to black daughters, Mm. love letters from black mothers to black daughters. Um, And more than any of the academic research, don't matter. Those love Mm. letters get you every time. Yeah. That's dope. If you need one, you know, let me know. You know what I'm saying? Y'all probably good. Uh, no, no, no. You can write it. You can write it. Oh. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk afterwards. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So thank you once one more time for uh, for sitting down with mm-hmm. us. And, uh, and we would love to have you back. 
in all honesty. So maybe once the, the that piece is done, you can come back and speak about it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like and, and uh, you know, I remember I texted. I, mean, I, I put it in our group chat. A, a dope minds would have been. Yeah, would have been. But you great. know what? I think you you 100 right. You right. We we do it. We do a thing where we do a one on one. But I think the fact she kind of when she broke everything down. I think it led into the dopeness of the podcast this week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where you broke down everything. You know what I mean that you do and she's involved in. I think it was kind of dope that we did it live. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. Yeah, but but no, we we might have to. Will you come back? We're gonna we gonna do adult minds. We'll have now that we got that stuff out, yeah, we'll get deep into your past and figure out when, where, how, who, what, everything. All okay. right, so we can talk about my daddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, we talk. Good. We talk about yeah. We get it. We get it all done. Okay. All right. So we are gonna go ahead and get out of here. Playboy, give him all of your shits. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, it's Playboy the DJ. Playboy D A D J. You can find me on uh. Instagram, Playboy underscore James 3. You can find me on Facebook under my government. If you know me, then you know me. They know you. And you can find me on all DMSC Boy platforms. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Truly mm-hmm. inspired me today. <laughs> I've been a little confused lately over this whole different thing about different things within myself as far as mm-hmm. relationships and mm-hmm. different things. But you just really like solidified stuff inside of me that I know I got to go hard for. So thank you. I just want to say that. Uh, hey, dope show, man. This is probably, in, in my book, uh, probably the dopest show mm-hmm. we've ever done. Mm-hmm. It's 100. But I'm out, man. Peace. All right. Dev, give him all your shits. As always, it's Big Dev, man. Just trying to spread love in a world full of hate. I don't think I was doing crazy stuff this week. You know what I mean? So, you we, know. We was all on our best behavior. Yes. So, people listening, I love y'all. Hope y'all love me back. You know what I'm saying? If you don't, it's cool. My mama do the real Big Dev 216 everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry you're coming everywhere, man. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, so once again, thank y'all for tuning in, and thank you to our guest, Dr. Arky, for sitting down with us today. I love the um, fact that you, you. this is a good man. Oh, we can't do that no more. This is a good, I was about to do it like a, a public service announcement, how good of a man you are, but we can't do that. You know what I'm saying? No what oh, I'm yeah, saying is, this dude is a is a listener. He understands. You said, listen, call me Dr. Arky, and he ain't called you by your first name. Oh, no, I ain't messed up since. You hear me? No, I ain't messed up since. <laughs> I invited him to call me that. It might have been a little bit easier. That's what I'm yeah. saying. You got to li- yeah, have them ears out. When a woman when a woman speaks, you better listen, fellas. Right. And I struggle with that at times. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all know my stuff. Y'all know the stuff I come up here and tell y'all about. You, Dev, you've been sitting with us for over two years on this podcast now. You know where I be struggling at. I so. know, man. Yeah, man. So... Uh, but yeah, once again, thank you. Uh, DMSTboys.com, B O Y Z, is where you can find everything DMST. The links to all of our shows, the links to all of our social medias. Um, uh, remember to follow us, D. Uh, Mitzler.com, that is M I X L R.com slash DMST radio. Wednesday nights we do mm-hmm. radio. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll be back next Wednesday. I didn't do it in, in anything yeah. this past week. I was just tied up. I'll it was, up it was too much going on. It. I'm going to be doing some music and then I'm going to stop and do that and then yeah. get back to it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll be on on Wednesday night. Uh, but again, DMSTboys.com is where you find us for everything. And then that's also our social media, DMSTboys, B O Y Z. Uh, thank you to both of y'all. Dope mm-hmm. show today. Uh, we got good weather coming up this week, so everybody get out and enjoy the weather this week a little bit. Um, and we will be hollering at y'all next Sunday mm-hmm. for episode 208. 208, we'll be back. Um, it may be cloudy today, but the sun will come out tomorrow. So as long as you are here under the sun, live your life to the best of your motherfucking ability. I am DJ Brainstorm for you on all social media. That is DJ Brainstorm, the number four, the letter. You better listen. To better the- listen. <laughs>
Better put that woman first. Facts, y'all. We out. We out. Peace, y'all. Peace. Oh, man. That was good.